SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're watching SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two of the early line right here on SportsGrid, giving you the edge. I'm Dane Martinez. Got my main man, Kevin Walsh, as well. Kev, here in hour number two, we turn our attention to baseball, and I want to start. We heard it from Chris Welsh in the update with the St. Louis Cardinals, who had more positive tests. I think the number is now up to 17 when you talk about players and staff. I think we're in double digits in terms of the staff. And here's the thing. You know, we talked about it as it related to the Marlins, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Kev, the Cardinals have now played five games so far in their season their series right now with i believe it's pittsburgh is being postponed you know you had front office people now saying listen they would have to fit in 55 games in something like 40 some odd days and i just don't know mathematically if it is feasible we had a similar conversation with the marlins and we were like ah it's not going to really matter they ain't going to contend they're playing 700 ball for goodness sakes and now with the cardinals not only is it the cardinals but all those games that may be sacrificed on their schedule, their opponents may also be, you know, fighting tooth and nail for playoff positioning, playoff entry, things like that. This Cardinal situation is starting to spiral, Kev. I mean, just for perspective, they've played half the game of the Miami Marlins. I think that's all you really need to know about how far behind this team is. So I don't really know how... They're going to approach this. You and I had a conversation a little bit pre-show about winning percentage. Um, Now, that is kind of from what we looked up. It is tough to tell if that is an agreed-upon decision that the winning percentage will determine who can potentially get final spots in the playoffs or if that is something that Rob Manfred threw out casually that he thinks everybody will just be like, yeah, no problem. Because if it, it's the latter, that's not what's going to happen. That's not, that's not how this is going to go. Because if we get to the end of the season and everybody else has played their full slot of games, except teams with missing Cardinals games have those games left, you're not going to be able to get people to agree upon winning percentage. Whether it be the Cardinals themselves saying, look, we, we have a shot at getting into the playoffs. Or teams behind the Cardinals saying, make them play. We might be able to get in. They're not going to agree to that. And that's, by the way, almost an issue that Major League Baseball has to hope they have to figure out. Because, again, this team has now not played since July. They've not played since July. Missing four against Milwaukee, then five against Detroit three against Chicago, and now what will likely be another three against Pittsburgh. Yeah, listen, Kev, I think you make a great point, right? Especially that three against Chicago, right? Because the Cubs are standing at 10-3, and 
they, in essence, you know, they are competing with teams like the Rockies and the Dodgers out West. They are competing with, call it the Braves out East, or maybe even the damn Miami Marlins for the top of the National League. Right. And there is home field advantage in the, you know, in in baseball. We are going to these other stadiums. Right. I'm sure the Cubs would like to be in the friendly confines in the NL playoffs. And we don't know if that's going to be the case. And three games could be the difference between a one, a two, a three seed in the NL playoffs. As we once again welcome our radio audience from around the country here to get the edge on the grid. Kev, the edge is a very interesting conversation here in the National League playoffs, right? Because we know about the Marlins, they're not going to have their full complement of games, but their winning percentage looks good. Kev, with eight teams in the National League making the playoffs, they've said already, all the second place teams will make it. And then two of the three third place teams will make it. So right now, as I look at the third place teams, Kev, it's the New York Mets at third in the East. They're at seven and nine, two games below 500. As I look mm-hmm. at the NL West, it's the San Diego Fathers. You know, we love the dads. They're nine and seven, two games over 500. So maybe the Padres are that first wild card, right? The seventh of eight teams. But then you got the Mets right now as it stands. By the way, more than a third, a quarter of the way through the season, right? Almost a third mm-hmm. of the way through this, right? The Mets are at seven and nine. Third place in the Central right now is the Cincinnati Reds at seven and nine, two games below 500. Then you look at the St. Louis Cardinals, Kev. They've only played five games, but they're two and three. That's a winning percentage real close to seven and nine. You know what I mean? So, absolutely, mm-hmm. the Cardinals would have a legitimate beef, will be right there. If I'm the Reds, if I'm the Mets, if I'm the Padres, if I'm a bunch of other teams that are on the Cardinals schedule, this is an issue that has to be, we at least need to know what the answer is as we continue to slog through the season. How do you think this ultimately shakes out? If you think Manfred's throwing out trial balloons and it won't work, this is going to be a cluster F towards the end of the season, especially in the NL. And, and, let, and let's just add this, though. It does extend to the American League. The Tigers sure. are in five right now, okay? But through winning percentage, it's second in that division. This, this does expand to the American League. And by the way, for the Cardinals, as much as the Tigers have been playing good baseball, but don't tell them that eight games against the Tigers and the, and the Pirates won't matter. And I'll tell you this, Dane. Usually, you know, we, I want to give you a concrete answer. But I confidently can tell you, I don't know Ooh. how this will work out. But the reason why I confidently say that is because I don't think they know. And that's why I don't feel bad about not knowing. Yeah, I mean, your confidence in Major League Baseball has never been high, my friend. But I, I think they deserve that little jab from you. It's absolutely true. When we come back, though, there is a team that's saying, don't forget about us. We're going to win this division. And quite frankly, we should have maybe won the division in the last two years. We'll talk about who that is when we come back on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line right here on SportsGrid. Dane Martinez and my main man, Kevin Walsh, trying to give you the edge and put the fun and functional sports content at the same time. I mean, you deserve it. You woke up bright and early in the morning trying to get the edge. Mine as well had a little bit of fun as well. And Kev, I don't know if you would consider it fun, but the Oakland A's probably thought it was fun to get a pound of flesh against the Houston Astros over the weekend. Now, let me set this up because we know a lot of, we thought like would members of the Astros get plunked throughout the season. And this brawl did not start necessarily when a member of the Astros got plunked, but instead Ramon Laureano of the Oakland A's. And as it relates to the Astros, Kev, you know, when Joe Kelly uh, drilled, you know, uh, Altuve and Springer or whatever it was a few weeks ago, and he got the suspension and back and forth and all that, I remember asking you, well, do the Dodgers, do the Yankees, do the Red Sox, because they got beat by a cheating Astros team, do they have more kind of beef with this squad? Do they have more right to be upset? And now I want to ask you, maybe the Oakland A's have the biggest right of all. Because mm. as I go back in the standings, the Oakland A's in 2019 won 97 games, Kev. In 2018... They won 97 games, yet we treat them similar to the Tampa Bay Rays on some level, right? As this little engine that could, this cute team, but that we're not taking seriously. This team won 97 games the last two years in a row. This team is on a win streak right now. This team is in first place in the AL West and wanted to try to plant a flag against the cheating division rivals that have beat them the last few years. I got no problem with it whatsoever if this is the way the AL West wants to police itself because Major League Baseball failed to do so. So, Laser Ramon gets hit three ah, times in a three-game series, he's right? losing machismo. Right. He absolutely is. So, I would think, according to the baseball rules, I mean, surely we're going to have got pitchers on the Astros suspended now for eight games, right? No, my expectation is probably Laser Ramon's going to miss a bunch of games because baseball has shown themselves here. They're clowns. They're clowns. Because at the end of the day, Dan, what it always went back to is the debates that you and I had over confidence meters between basketball and baseball and bubbles and not bubbles and contract agreements is trust in the people at the top. And all baseball does repeatedly is show that you should have no trust in them. And that also is paired with how they handled all of this with the Astros. See, people in Oakland, people in L.A., people in New York, people in Boston would not feel the need to take matters into their own hands had there right. actually been real punishments. But none of right. these guys have missed a game. None of them missed a game. Now, I'm sure some of them wish they would, Jose Altuve, sweet batting average, dude. I'm sure George Springer mm. would maybe need a day off or do. Hey, dude, struggling. Hey, Alex Bregman, 219, not good, pal. Not good. Probably going yeah. to try and figure that out. Maybe the signs uh, helped a little bit. Maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. But they probably did. And they have continually decided to say, well, it's everybody else's fault. Well, this is what's going to happen. Because the Astros, and the main reason why people, and my, or at least me, why I can't stand that group, the cheating is one thing. But it was the... Laughing in people's the arrogance about they it, were yeah. being called out about it, Man, acting then as if it was everybody else but them. The complete joke and mockery 
that they made of this sport. And they've not learned their lesson. I mean, we we heard post-game comments that Loriano, I mean, Loriano didn't get hit and charge the plate. No, he went to first and then ran into the dugout of the Astros. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. for a reason, okay? That's probably because people were jawing at him from that Astros bench. This is, to me, baseball trying to say, listen, guys, okay, no brawls, no throwing at people. This is an Astros issue. And it's obvious to everybody except Bobby Manfred. Yeah, no, I, Kevin, I think you're absolutely right. This idea of, uh, you know, vigilante justice, shall we say, for lack of a better term, the game policing itself. As I said, as I threw it to you, it's because MLB failed to do so, right? So these teams are like, nah, 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 let me get my shot. And honestly, I think we are forgetting about the Oakland Athletics as one of the best teams in Major League Baseball over the last three years, Kev. They are over the last three years. 97 wins two years ago. 97 wins last year. First place right now. We're blocked into the the kind of best places of the playoffs and home field advantage and stuff like that in a wild card game, not the division winner. Why? Because of bang, bang, bang on a garbage can. And to your point, Kev, remember we talked about this, I believe, on Betting Around the Rim. It was like Stephen Adams, I believe, who said there may be more technicals in the NBA because without fans, you can hear everything, right? You mentioned this, that Laureano goes into the dugout. Yesterday, James Paxton for the Yankees was cruising along for six innings, then got hit up with back-to-back home runs in the seventh. They pull him on his way back. He's looking back at the Rays, um, the Rays bullpen because they're chirping at him. We know what happened over the weekend with Pat Bev chirping with Damian Lillard on the free throw line, right? With no fans here, you hear this a little bit more, and that may be part of what inspired Loriano to make a beeline for the Astros dugout. But with a couple of minutes here, I want to touch on this other point you made. Kevin, Jose Altuve is hitting 182 right now. George Springer is hitting 182 right now. Alex Bregman is hitting 219 right now. With the exception of Correa and Brantley, I would say, these Astros have experienced some offensive regression this season. Ev, what do you know? (sighs) Oh, man, they are the worst. They are just the worst. Now, here's the thing, okay? We have seen some star players in this league struggle. The last two yeah. NL MVPs are all batting, uh, are both batting under 200. That is fair. It's a small sample let, size. But I'm not going to let facts get in the way of a good time. These boys sure. think they need to retroactively <laughs> remove Altuve's MVP. That World Series is a joke. They're all terrible. They probably should send him down to the minors. Now, look, none of that's real. But I'll tell you this. I think they should put a clause in, uh, out there in baseball that's how Tuve bats under 250 for the season. They take that MVP away because he didn't deserve it in the first place. <laughs> that is fair. Let me ask you a different kind of way. Okay. Right now, garbage cans, buzzers be damned. The Astros sit at six and nine. Kevin, with 15 games, a quarter of the season down. Okay, Kev, they are five and a half games back of these Oakland Athletics. I know there is still 45 games 
we hope, fingers crossed, if the spiderweb of outbreak doesn't ever touch the AL West. But Kev, as I look at now, at the AL West futures market, Kev, mm-hmm. the Oakland A's are minus 155 favorites to win the AL West. The vaunted Houston Astros are now plus 165 to win the AL West. The A's have a five and a half game lead and they're now minus 155. I know you would love for that to be the outcome. Would you put money on it, Kevin? If you actually remember, Dan, when we went back to before they had made eight game playoffs, I was saying I like one of the big boys is probably going to miss the playoffs. There's too much variance for that not to happen. I thought the Yankees and the Dodgers were both too good. And I said, look, take a shot on the Astros to miss the playoffs. And to be fair, right now, They'd miss the playoffs. Forget the forget one in the West. They'd miss the playoffs. They're behind the Rangers yeah. for the second spot in the West. We've got a couple of yep. teams in the East and a, and a couple of teams the in Indians the Central that are better that are above them. Yeah. So I, I mean, You're right. the Astros. Forget the West. I don't know if they're going to be able to make this dent there. And it's because not. I mean, look, offensive regression. They, they're still top ten in runs scored. They're bottom ten in runs allowed because Garrett Cole plays in New York and Justin Verlander has only pitched one game. Don't forget about that bullpen either, Kev. Remember, Ozuna on the injured list. Presley not really getting it done. Listen, we thought there was going to be a slog for the Astros, but we thought it would be them hearing a lot of the hate from the fans. Maybe there is just some regression and those players in the fraternity have it in from the Astros. They're getting the best effort from everybody. We go onto the field and talk about today's action on the diamond when we come back right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here on the early line. Kevin, we got a big-time slate of games, a lot of divisional matchups. And remember, as we said this, we're past the quarter pole, and, you know, Every second place team will make the playoffs this year. Some third place teams, I mean, two thirds of the third place teams will make the playoffs. It sounds like the round robin stage of the MLS's back tournament, for goodness sakes, getting everybody involved. We like the Oakland A's to be involved heavily, right, Kev? They see the Los Angeles Angels. And Kev, I was wrong on the damn Angels this year. There were some teams that I liked this year that I was excited by that I think. I am still with that. I am still excited by the dads being one of them. And we'll talk about them in a second, but I was on this angels team. They stand at like five and 11. Okay. Yeah. Mike Trout can hit a home run when he's a daddy, but the loss of Shohei Otani, the, you know, it hasn't started to go just right for the angels. They have new acquisition Julio Teheran on the Hill. Manaya goes for these hot first place A's. The A's are minus 126. You willing to lay a quarter of juice on these streaking A's with Manaya on the hill? Yeah, this is an interesting spot here. Uh, Sean Manaya has been pretty terrible to start this season. Uh, the expectation was for him to be better than, than certainly better than terrible. This is always a tough spot, though, Dane, right? I mean, are the, are the A's going to win 10 in a row? It's a lot of games in a row, man. It's a it lot is. of games in a row. Right? And the Angels just lost three in a row. Uh, kind of the unstoppable force right. against the, yeah. <laughs> the very, very, the very movable object. Yeah. 
in the in the Angels. But this is the spot where you get value, right? You hop on the Angels here at a big number because, uh, like you said, are they going to win ten in a row? This is the thing. Is it a big number? Plus one ten. Pitching matchup favors Oakland. Playing much better baseball. The Angels have been of all the teams that we've looked at on a consistent base here, the most oddly priced team to me. I mean, Mm. they will play the Mariners, and you would think Derek Cole's on the mound. The way that they like, they'll be you know the way that they are favored in some of these games. So I look at this; it's it's A's or pass, and you know what? Teams win ten games in a row. Happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these A's are hot right now. Also, you know, coming off a brawl, it kind of galvanizes, unifies a team. I think they're really like, listen, we see this. We have a five-game lead in the division. Let's win this series, put another division rival to bed, and keep the era of happy feelings going. You know what's crazy, though, Kev, as we look at the AL West also? I've mentioned it, and this, I think, deserves noting. The eight playoff teams from the AL or the NL, right? It's not straight record. Okay, they said all second-place teams will qualify, all right? And then— the best two, uh, the third place teams, right? So you could have a division where there's one really competitive team and like the fourth place team is maybe at 500 or so. They would still miss out if a second place team, someone in another division was below 500 because the second place team would qualify. I bring that up because this week early on, you got the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners playing and Texas at six and eight. Seattle at 6-11, and 11, these guys are fighting for second place in that division, even though they are below 500. We know the Astros are right there as well, you know, under 500. But what do you think about this game? This is actually an important game in the AL West, knowing that the second place team will qualify. Done on the mound for Seattle. The Rangers answer with Kyle Gibson, and the Rangers are big, minus 180 favorites at home. Yeah, I think the big thing for me in this game, and you're totally right. This um, this is very big, and you wouldn't think it, but and that it would be man. Has there ever been an under 500 playoff team in Major League Baseball? I'd have to not in baseball. No, never, because the wild card is a new thing too. You have to remember that. Yeah, a relatively new thing. And when it was one wild card, that team is definitely above 500. They expanded to two. Right, you're still not going so far. This is a new format to get to the reaches of like the things we talk about in the NBA or the NFL. Could that last place team be around 500? This is new in baseball, right? And that's why that's pretty interesting to think about. But this one is pretty easy for me, and this is going to be my consistent answer on any Rangers home game until it changes. Ah, We've now been talking about this for a while. The Globe has had eight games played in it thus far. It is six and two to the under. Just keep rolling with it. Like, Pitcher's Parks is a very real thing. It's a very real thing. And thus far, I remember, I think it was the second game in this stadium. George Kurtz was the one who had pointed out to me on a weekend edition of In-Game Live, and we've been following it since. And also, look, considering yesterday uh, that game at the Globe was 7-3, went over for only the second time, you'd like to think that this one then comes back around on the under. Now, maybe this starts to get away from it. And again, this is a big thing here of how long have you been on it type of thing, right? You've been on it from the beginning. It's been been good to you. You've got got breathing room. You can keep rolling. If this is your first time, maybe maybe you're a little bit more hesitant. But 6-2 is 6-2. That's still a good percentage. Maybe you play the whole series if you're new to it. 
Maybe you play the whole series that they're going to play here at the Globe against the Mariners under, and you hope you come out net positive. And what we've seen thus far, you will. Yeah, I mean, listen, six and two to the under is a good little streak. I'll take something that's 75%. You know, we're looking for 55% here in the betting world. So when you see something like that, but you're right, Kev. You know, you want to get it get in early as soon as you can. But you're right. The uh, game's a globe life. And it's contrary to popular wisdom, right? Because you think the ball flies out in the hot air at Texas. It used to do that in Arlington. Remember, globe, globe life, though, with that retractable roof. Let's go over to the NL West, Kev. When I don't know. I mean, is there a more surprising team in Major League Baseball this year than the damn Colorado Rockies? I mean, they... I mean, they lost yesterday, but they are still 11 and four in the penthouse in the NL West. And they start a series with Arizona, who occupies the basement in that division. Another kind of team, right? We knew there would be some teams, Kevin, that surprised that got out to great starts. And now with Mm -hmm. a quarter of the season done, the Rockies stand at 11 and four. You're looking great for Rockies overs bets. But they got bigger fish to fry now, leading the division, seeing Arizona. And I know one thing in this series, or for any of the foreseeable future, they will not be up against Madison Bumgarner with these Diamondbacks because it looks like they are shutting him down. Another veteran pitcher here going by the wayside in this COVID-shortened season. Pitcher injuries are an issue. There is no two ways about it. But let me say this Rockies game yesterday was actually pretty hilarious. So the first two games against the Mariners, they were dogs, okay? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was very easy looking to go, oh, God, that makes no sense. They're going to lose, aren't they? And it depends who you are, okay? For me, I was like, ah, I'm scared off. I don't like it, right? But I was, I was you know, again, I was rolling with George Kurtz. He's like, yeah, I'm taking it. I don't care. It, they, should, they shouldn't be plus money. And they win both those games. And then yesterday, Marquez on the mound, pretty much their ace. They're like minus 150. And I was like, oh, that's the game they lose, isn't it? And they did. So the Rockies, the the series against the Mariners was uh, pretty hilarious here. But look, this Diamondback season, uh, disastrous. I don't want to go that far. They've only played 16 games. But it's been bad. It's been bad. And a lot of it's because they can't beat the Padres, okay? (laughs) And all the things that are good for the Padres, apparently, is when they play the Diamondbacks. And Fernando Tatis, I know we'll but the Rockies, man, look, they've been playing good ball. They've got another chance here to be up on a team. And this is the thing. You might look at this team a little bit from a schedule perspective and say, all right, three against the Mariners. You know, they had three against the te- uh, against Texas. But, look, they took two off Oakland, all right? And yeah. they've won where they've needed to. This team has been impressive. And, I, you know, they've now got a six-game stretch here all at home against the D-backs and the Rangers. There's a mm. very real – before then they have to play – Four against the Astros, although they might be terrible, and then three against the the Dodgers. It's a big spot here for the Rockies. It's a big spot, and I, and I like them in it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, if in this next two series, the Rockies can you know just win both of those series, right? Go four and two, mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. to go above five hundred again above that high water mark. Then guess what, Kev? They're going to make hay in the division as well. The reason why? Because the second and third place teams in this division are playing against each other, the Los Angeles Dodgers and my San Diego Fathers. And, you know, listen, you know I've been on the Padres. We've talked about them. We've had a little bit of fun with some of these young kids. But you mentioned it a little bit before. 
Fernando Tatis Jr. with his eighth home run over the weekend, the same amount as Aaron Judge, for goodness sakes, and think about all the love he's getting. Denilson Lament carried a no-no into the seventh yesterday. You know about Paddock. You know I like some of these young kids. They've got a test early this week against the Dodgers, right? Like if they split or something and Colorado, you know, sweeps their matchup, they run away and hide. But one of these two teams, the Dodgers or the Padres, will also kind of solidify themselves potentially in a uh, second place spot in this division. The Dodgers are big favorites at home tonight. They have Mm -hmm. uh, Dustin May on the mound. They are laying 64 cents of juice at minus 164. The Padres respond back with Garrett Richards throwing the slab. What do you think about this one, Kev? Yeah, that might be a little too high for me to back with the Dodgers in this spot. This is a very, very big series here. But if you remember, these teams not that long ago uh, met up for a three-game set. And how do we roll it, Dane? We said, okay, these are two, you know, good staffs, but these are two very, very good lineups. These are low numbers. Let's play them over. And we went two and one. That's positive last time I checked. I say we roll it here again and play the over in this in this series. Garrett Richards has not been awesome. Dustin May's been pretty good. But eight for these two offenses, to me, that's workable. I'll play the over. All right. Fair enough. Sounds good. What do you think? Uh, we only got a minute left. We're going to talk about more games after the break. What do you think about this, though? Like, we're looking at matchups of third and fourth place teams. We're looking at teams that are below 500 because. They may qualify for the playoffs. We talked about this. Remember with the trading deadline, Kev? How everyone's going to be in it? Well, here we are. In a week or two, who's selling, Kev? Nobody. Yes, but the thing is, you might be like, ah, you know what? Fine, I'll sell. Just because there, there's gonna, if there's more buyers, right, then there's more opportunity out there than to get more return on something that you yeah. wouldn't have expected would be able to draw that type of type of money. And plus, by the way, you can sell and still make the playoffs. This is true. The Colorado Rockets could be buyers, ironically so. Four games preview when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back here, everybody, to the early line. Dane Martinez and my main man, Kevin Walsh, helping us put the fun and functional sports content. Kev, a weekend can change a lot. You know, I mean, hmm. if, we were, if we were here at the end of last week, right, we were talking about the Minnesota Twins as a juggernaut whose offense could not be stopped, that were hitting home runs left and right, that were primed and ready to run away and hide in the AL Central. Well, they got a half-game lead. Why? Because they just got swept, Kev, by the Kansas City Royals, who bring themselves somehow back into contention. They're now only three and a half games back. That is the nature of this condensed season. But I want to ask you about Minnesota, because they now have a series against the Brewers that they start today. And, you know, they got to get back up on the good foot. You would have thunk that they could do this. But now they're staring at a Milwaukee team that's right around 500 and at only one game below 500 they gotta worry about being 
second place in that division and their own playoff prospects. How do you see these Minnesota Twins and the fact that they defecated the mattress getting swept by the Royals over the weekend? Look at my face. This is the face of a man <laughs> that told them, there's no way. And I told myself I'd stop telling myself that, but they had lost to the Pirates entering the series. They should take that first game. They don't. Okay. Uh, that bounce back game, too. Oh, no. Jose Barrios. They won't get swept. Four in a row between the Pirates and the Royals. There's no way. They lost again. They lost again. Quite frankly, I find myself building a list here, Dane. A list of teams I won't touch. And the Twins have now joined the Cincinnati Reds as a team (laughs) that I will not touch. I will tell you this, though, okay? There is something you can point to here with the Twins' struggles. And it is Josh Donaldson heading to the IL. Now, they lost the game where they scored six runs. They gave up nine to the Royals. It's not there. But the offense scored... Only two runs in two of those three games against the Kansas City Royals. The way they were mashing, you would actually think, holding the Royals to three and four respectively, that they have a pretty good chance in those games. Josh Donaldson played wonderful baseball for the Atlanta Braves and was playing pretty well for the Minnesota Twins when he came over here. Very short price on the Minnesota Twins as road dogs to the Milwaukee Brewers, minus 104. It is a workable yeah. number, no doubt about it, okay? What also does stand out to me, Andy Dobnak and Adrian Hauser. Is that um, total? But, Dane, Dobnak, point six, Hauser, point seven. I'm not going to lie to the people. I'm not, I'm not a liar. There is a 0% chance I bet this game. Zero. Even the over? No, I don't. I won't do it. Why do these guys? Why are their ERAs? What, what it is? I'm not. They've had one start, Kev, because it's been like one or two starts. That's why. It's the same Dobnak, Dobnak's got three decisions. <laughs> but still. All right. But you're, you, you talk about this confidence in this Minnesota offense. What if you take all that out and just go with the eight and a half? I mean, the over is having has some juice now, minus 150. But the, pro- but the problem is they've not been hitting the Twins. Yeah. They've not really been hitting. So I don't feel necessarily great about that. And I don't trust the Brewers. Because, by the way, the Brewers might actually be on that list, too, would have been if they had lost to the Pirates. <laughs> they're, they're on the cusp. These might be two teams that I just don't trust. Man, I can't wait for the Twins and the Reds to meet up. I'll give you no analysis on those games. Don't even ask <laughs> And me. that will happen as the Central plays the Central. As we keep it locked here in the AL Central, though, Kev, I mean, again, another situation where teams that are facing each other that are just around 500 in division with the second place and third place teams potentially qualifying for the playoffs. We have interesting matchups. And another one when the White Sox take on the Tigers in starter series here, Kev. Listen, mm-hmm. the Tigers have won three in a row. They're eight and five, almost like the Marlins, a team we thought was an also ran that's legitimately yeah. above 500, three games over, technically sitting in second place in this division. They have the White Sox, who are around 500 at 8-8 eight and eight right there, although it's going a little bit of a different direction for them. The White Sox lost two in a row over the weekend. Meanwhile, the Tigers are hot right now, winning three in a row, maybe going in a little bit of opposite directions. But, and I can't believe I'm saying this, to stay above 500 gets you second place in the AL Central and a potential playoff bid. How do you see this series shaking out, Kev? Yeah, look, the Tigers rule, man. I mean, they score... 
I mean, first of all, 17-13 in extras against the Pirates, that's 30. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay? Then they come back the next day, they put up 11. And then they provide two runs. But don't worry, that's plenty for their new ace, Scott Turnbull. Hey, sure. what's going on? What in the I world actually world? had Turnbull for a small stretch on a fantasy team last year. So I know the kid. I like the kid. But you are right, relatively speaking. Yeah. I will say this, though. Keuchel's been pretty good for this team. Keuchel mm-hmm. went seven strong in his last outing. I think minus 136 there for Dallas Keuchel. This is not, and that's the thing. I, I'm, they're eight and five. The Tigers have played good baseball, okay? Yeah. This is not a, Tigers can't win four in a row. No, 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 no. They can, and they just might. But I think minus 136 is a price that, that it feels fair for the White Sox with Keuchel on the mound. They're also weirdly, by the way, I don't know if this matters, Six and two on the road, the White Sox. Okay, fair enough. Also, the Tigers will have Fulmer on the hill. Remember, they're using him as something of an opener right now, you know, in his starts because of his comeback from injury there. Let's go to the East, Kev, real quick, and specifically the NL East, all right, where, listen, the, the, the Braves just swept a doubleheader against the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Um, on Sunday, they won, you know, Acuna, going yard maybe they are getting back at it but they are underdogs today mostly because of the starting pitcher that the phillies will send out you know there's a saying kev momentum is the name of tomorrow's starting pitcher so i don't know do you ride with the idea that the Braves swept the doubleheader yesterday or do you ride with the fact that aaron nola is on the mound for the phillies as a minus 156 favorite today well, this is a, a, a tough spot because I like the Phillies coming into the year, right? Um, I, I thought that they would be good. Getting swept in a home doubleheader, man, I, that is a tough sell. That's a tough sell. And this is a good Braves baseball team. I don't know if I like because if I'm going to lay minus 156, I have to have real confidence. Okay. Now, Aaron Ola looked good his last start out against the Yankees, but I don't know if I have that kind of confidence. In this Phillies team, I, I, I feel like I feel safer playing a total, or maybe I'm just going to have to try and find parlay partners with the Phillies to lessen the juice and hope that's good enough here. I think the Phillies will win. I think they'll win, but they've just they've not given me enough confidence to be laying that kind of juice. All right, that is fair. Maybe we need to see a little bit more. Remember when you say you think the Phillies will win, they have Aaron Nola on the hill. I think he struck out something like 12 Yankees in his last start. But again, you may want to see a little bit more. As I continue to look in that division, Kev, we've got underperforming teams linking up in this division as well. When the Washington Nationals go to City Field to take on the Mets. Now, Kev, you know, these Nationals, they've lost three in a row. The Mets are something on a little win streak. They have won two in a row. Both of these teams sit below 500. Kev, which one do you have more faith can kind of get back on the good foot? Corbin versus Mats. Today, the Nationals minus 126 favorites in this one. Neither one of them. Are you crazy? I do have to pick one. Now, what's interesting here is we actually just very recently had this matchup of Corbin versus Mats. And it was a 5-3 win for the Nats in that game. And, and Mats did not look good. Only pitched the three innings in that game here. But if I had to go with a side here, I think I actually might take the Mets at a little plus money at home. 
They got two wins against the Marlins, and I don't know if can we say it's the Marlins? I don't know. Marlins are great. Like those might be two fantastic wins. The Nationals look the look uh, disastrous, and that was to be fair. Something though that you and I kind of liked coming into the year. This Nationals team to struggle. Right. In fact, yesterday's game getting suspended uh, was a blessing for anybody that backed that Nationals team because right. they were not going to win that game. I think if I'm going to attack this game, though, I'll probably like to play the over because Mats has not been good. I think the Mets backs, the Mets bats are waking up a bit. And I'll tell you this, you just have to have these feelings. Feels like a Pete Alonso home run day. Ooh, that's an interesting, what, you're just throwing out random dudes you think he's going to go yard? I just, I think, now, let's see if Pete Alonso only still has one home run on the He's got to have more than that, right? No, because the thing is, the day that Pete Alonso hit that home run, okay, mm-hmm. I said a bomb. Pete, anyway, he's he's got two. Okay, yeah, he has two. So I didn't call the second one. That was I'll tell a very very quick story. Odell Beckham, I had bet on him to score a touchdown against the Jets. Scores the touchdown. Awesome. Right. The next game it was against maybe like the Steelers. I don't know. It was another like prime time game. It was like first play of the game. Scores the touchdown. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I decide when he scores. He's called it out the one. Touchdown prop loses. Broke my heart. Ah, uh, that sucks, man. You can't gloat until actually, you know, all the replays have been cast and the snap. Like the next play. What else are you Absolutely. supposed to do? All scoring plays are reviewed, Kevin. Come on, you know that. <laughs> you know. And listen, we just hope that there's some scoring plays that get reviewed in this NFL season. I do want to touch very briefly. One last game, as I look on the AL East, you got Tampa and Boston renewing their hostilities um, as well. We don't really have lines out for this one. Both of them doing all right, though. The um, the Rays split a series with doubleheaders involved with the Yankees over the weekend. Red Sox won their last time out. Again, even though the Red Sox are three games below 500, Kev, you know, you got a shot right here. Tampa standing in second right there at 500. If Boston can win this series, and I do believe, let me double check, I do believe this one is in Fenway. Um, you know, they're right back in it. How do you see this series shaking out this week? I know we don't necessarily have lines just yet. Yeah, I think the one thing you want to keep your eyes on here is a total. Uh, we've had okay. in these Red Sox games where you would think games would, would fly over. Um, in their last five, Six total runs, five total runs, eight total runs, three total runs, eight total runs. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel pretty confident to say that those are all unders uh, in those games. That would be five straight for Boston. Uh, Going back to Fenway, I know that's a place people probably prefer playing overs, but maybe that gets baked into the line. Maybe they show you nine and a half. Would they dare maybe, you know, pop up a 10? I I know it's kind of a, you know, it'll feel like a hold, hold your nose special, with whoever Boston's going to put out there uh, on the mound. But they've actually been an under team thus far. All right, fair enough. There you have it, the uh, slate of games here in Major League Baseball today. We would be remiss here on the early line if we didn't tip our cap, Kev, to Colin Marikawa, okay, going minus 13 at the PGA Championship. A lot of people thought maybe these California kids could get it done. Marikawa, of course, coming out of Cal Berkeley. The event was played in the Bay Area. I don't know if you saw this, Kev, but at one point yesterday on Sunday on the back nine, there were like seven golfers tied at like minus 10 all coming in. Marikawa then chips in from the fringe on one hole on the back nine and then on the drivable par four 16th crushes one to within 10 feet of the cup. 
pours in the eagle putt. That gave him a little bit of working margin. Guys like Dustin Johnson, guys like Paul Casey, Bryson DeChambeau gave it a shot, but couldn't get it done. Now, at this point, Morikawa has more championships than missed cuts so far in his young career and has the same amount of majors as missed cuts in his young career. Again, here at the early line, we tip our cap to Colin Marikawa winning the first major of the year. We tie a nice, neat little bow up on this episode of The Early Line when we come back right here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the edge. That's what we do here on SportsGrid all the time. So keep it locked here. You know, everything from game time decisions, FST, of course, our guy Pharrell Coast to Coast, and the morning after follows us right after this. And we got the opportunity to spend a couple of minutes with my homegirl, Ariel Epstein. Ariel, how you doing after the weekend? I'm doing great, Dane. A little tired. I was with right. my friends who just love to wake up early. It was painful. I hear you. Those summertime weekends, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Let me ask you this, though. I don't know if you saw it, but the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros were not socially distancing when Loriano charges into the Astros dugout. What I want to ask you is this. Everyone thinks about, oh, the Dodgers should be pissed off at the Astros, the Yankees, you know, the Red Sox, because they lost out of World Series because of, you know, the garbage can and the banging and the scandal. Well, the Oakland A's, Ariel, won 97 games last year. They won 97 games the year before that. Shouldn't the Oakland A's maybe be at the front of the line with this kind of game policing themselves, vigilante justice? If I was an A's player or fan, I'd want my pound of flesh against the Astros, too. I think that all athletes are against, obviously, cheating, especially when they feel that they did it the right way. I know somebody who plays in professional baseball who's friends with a lot of major leaguers. They said that these major leaguers really aren't messing around. So they are actually really mad at these Astros players. Yeah. I think it's showing in frustration on the, on the field. Ariel, let me uh, ask you guys, though, what you have uh, coming up. I know you had a nice poll going on about will there, won't there be uh, the college football season right now, a lot of movement uh, seemingly on this mm. issue. Power five players seem to be coming together. We'll definitely be tracking college football. Joe Lee, CAR, Sports Grid, college football analyst, will come on the show as well. And of course, John Sheeran from the FanDuel Sportsbook will break down all of the weekend handles. Sounds good, guys. Keep it locked on Sports Grid for all that. That's where you get the edge. Bright and early in the morning, seven days a week. That's what we do here at Sports Grid. Ariel Epstein leads the way on the morning after. Up next. Have a great day, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.